1: that gets you in the mood for the weekend, doesn't it? Little Keith Frank. Get you prepared for the weekend. Get you in a good mood on this Friday morning, March the 25th. Some of you probably need it, especially after your brackets are now completely done. Throw them in the trash. They are hot garbage. As... Two one-seeds get eliminated in the Sweet 16 last night. Three one-seeds don't even make it to the Elite Eight. What a tournament it has been. And, of course, we'll recap it all. Good morning. I'm your big, bald, and beautiful host, Raymond Parts Third, better known as RP3. I'm joined here in the studio... By this grumpy Gus, a woman who won't even say good morning back. Like, I just don't understand. It's Friday. Stop. We've had a great week.
2: I literally said good morning back to you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm doing something for your show that it's I was so not looking easy. at your face it's when I so, said good morning. It's
1: so, wow. 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 You know, you know who wouldn't act this way? Louis Prejon. Just saying.
2: I'm sorry, am I I'm him? I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, am I him? am just saying. Am I him?
1: Sweet Louis. No, Sweet Lewis. he's not here.
2: No, he's, still, he's no longer here now.
1: Instead of having Sweet Lewis being excited about it being Friday, I get sassy, giving me the business. Good morning, five names.
2: Good morning.
1: <laughs> How was your night, by the way?
2: It was fantastic. Ooh, I...
1: ooh, fantastic. Okay. I
2: I finished my 1500 piece puzzle last night. Um, The dog did not go to the bathroom anywhere in my house. And uh, Kenneth and I were so full from lunch yesterday that we didn't even eat dinner last night. So we just went straight to bed.
1: You live a very much a full throttle lifestyle. I mean, a great night, a fantastic night. Let's recap. A fantastic evening in the Five Names household is, let's recap, finishing a puzzle, not having a dog urinate on your bed, and skipping dinner because of a full lunch. You are going to be so well prepared for the nursing home. Like, you're already ready to be 65, 75 years old right now. Like, you're ready right now. You, I could take you to the nursing home right now. And you'd be like, this feels right. This feels right.
2: Yeah. I am tried to Dinner take a nap. Dinner before four.
1: Work. Watch a little Wheel of Fortune. Finish your puzzle. And be in bed.
3: Yeah.
2: The only thing that's full throttles that I worked out for an hour and a half.
1: Oh, now you're just bragging. An hour and a half? Oh 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 Games. oh Just kidding. oh! oh, oh. Actually,
2: that actually kind of hurt. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, five names. Yeah. Don't you ever change? I try not to. Don't you ever change?
2: I try not to.
1: How's your bracket?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: hold on, I have mine with me. Are you ready? I'm scared. <laughs> there it is. There's Ray's old bracket. Let's see what I got left here. Hmm. I have a pin. Oh, wait, hold on. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) Just, I only had four of eight teams left in the Elite Eight before we started the Sweet 16. We still, I still had my national championship which I felt very good about when I filled out my bracket. And my national championship was Gonzaga over Arizona. Well, well, that's not happening.
2: <laughs> I mean, the one that I filled out after the first, like, two oh days God. of games, still had Gonzaga in, but it had Duke and Houston, but then Houston's going to get beat up by Ohio, but now they're playing Villanova. So, there's that.
1: (sighs) What happened? What happened to the bracket? It is now destroyed. So, we're not even to the lead eight yet.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Three one seeds are gone. One, two, a two seed. Two two seeds are gone. So three ones are gone. Two twos are gone. And two threes are gone. Three threes are gone. I'm sorry. Three threes are gone. Wow. Wow. I just, I just bananas. Um, our good friend Nick Fano, uh will say uh, after yesterday, no one else is going to should ever be allowed to pick Gonzaga to make a run in the tournament. They had a nice run where they played for, you know, a national title. And then this year, woof, Arkansas. You you can trace back Arkansas's turnaround when they came in and rallied and beat LSU in the PMAC. And they were a different team after that. Plus, Musselman can coach his tail off and coaching matters in the tournament. Yep. Look at that. (laughs) Just, it is trash-tastic time. Trash-tastic. What a dump my bracket is. What a dump. Brackets are now completely busted. Even though I'm sure some of you still had Duke winning it all on Coach K's farewell, which is still an option, as nauseated as that is the Sweet 16 started off with some huge upsets. It began early in the night. And of course, you were able to listen to all the Sweet 16 action last night right here on the game. Started off in the West region as number 1 seed Gonzaga was knocked off by number 4 seed Arkansas, 74 to 68. Arkansas controlled that game in the first half. Gonzaga tried to make it a game in the second. They got it close. But every time they were right there, the Razorbacks made a bucket or they did something, defensive stop, and shout-out to them because they did everything that they were supposed to do. Razorbacks were the better team. They played that way. It was a bit of a a not-a-great matchup for Gonzaga, and Arkansas takes them down. Just just takes them down. And you're like, mm-hmm. And here's a crazy thing about the Arkansas-Gonzaga game. Notay was 9 of 29 from the field. One of Arkansas's best players. 9 of 29. Arkansas was out-rebounded by Gonzaga. They had more fouls than Gonzaga. They only shot 62% from the free throw line. They only shot 39% from the field. All of those things... Should have been enough for them to lose. Yet, they were able to pull out a win. Found a way to survive in advance and knocking out the top seed of the tournament. Number one team in America and are bound for the Elite Eight. Amazing. Just absolutely amazing to me. They'll face in their Elite Eight game, their regional final for a spot in the Final Four, Duke. Texas Tech gave the Blue Devils everything they could handle. The Raiders just weren't good enough as the Coach K farewell tour survives and advances. Number two seed Duke held off number three seed Texas Tech. 78-73 gave Coach K his record 100th NCAA tournament victory. Man's won 100 NCAA tournament games. And funny enough, Arkansas will have a chance to end Coach K's career on Saturday night. And Arkansas and Duke, we've seen that before. Many, 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 many years ago, early 90s is when we saw that play in the tournament both national title contenders. Arkansas, by the way, becomes the first team ever to beat an AP number one during the regular season when they beat Auburn back on February the 8th and in the NCAA tournament when they beat Gonzaga last night. First time that's ever happened. That a team beat a number one team twice, once in the regular season, once in the tournament. So Duke's gonna have his hands full. This should be interesting. That that's gonna be a heck of a look, that's gonna be a heck of a game. Duke, Arkansas, regional final on Saturday. That's that's got legend written all over it. It just it kind of already has the feel once the games were set, once we knew the matchup, you just kind of felt you're like, boy, that kind of really feels like that's gonna be have. It has the possibility of being an absolute classic game. On the other side of the bracket, there in the South region, Villanova, who is just sneakily just keeps advancing and no one's really paying attention to. Jay Wright's team, they do a couple things really well. They play physical, they play defense. They're not the flashiest team yet. They just are always in the mix. Always in the mix. And the two-seed Wildcats, they punched their ticket to the Elite Eight as they bested 11-seed Michigan. 63-55. to 55. Michigan was frustrated offensively because Villanova's defense does that to you. Michigan couldn't get anything going. Wolverines run. And they had an interesting season where their coach was suspended for slapping another coach, and they were struggling. They did not play well, but they made a little run here in the NCAA tournament, get to the Sweet 16 to salvage their season. But Villanova, look, that's the team to kind of keep an eye on. Nick told us as much when we first started talking about the bracket. He says Villanova is the team that no one's really talking about, and they're a two-seed. And they have a coach that's won a national title. Watch out for them. But they're going to have their hands full because even though they defeated Michigan last night, number five, Houston, University of Houston, who advanced to the Final Four last year and was in its third straight Sweet 16, the five seeded Cougars. They led wire to wire against number 1 seed Arizona. Arizona had no answer. Cougars wire to wire win over the top seeded Wildcats 72 to 60. That's a 12 point dub for the 5 seed. And we're going to get Villanova versus Houston. It feels like it's the early to mid-80s. We get a couple of vintage Elite Eight matchups. We get one that feels like it's from the early to mid-80s with Houston taking on Villanova in a regional final there in the South region. And we feel like an early 90s matchup between Arkansas and Duke in the West Regional final. The other four Sweet 16 games are tonight... We'll figure out who's going to advance to the regional finals for the East and the Midwest. We'll talk about that, and we'll unveil our poll question of the day. That's all coming up next. Right here on The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.
0: RP3 came to the station this morning to do only two things. Kick some ass and drink some beer. Looks like we're almost out of beer. Well, it's kind of early for the latter, isn't it? Maybe. Probably. Maybe just a root beer or some flavored water. Back to more kick-ass sports talk with RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: College basketball fans join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Yep, it's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe secure and reliable best of all you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today use promo code 1037 game bet five dollars on any college hoops team to win and get two hundred dollars in free bets if they do if they win you win with promo code 1037 game this week at DraftKings Sportsbook availability does vary by parish eligibility restrictions do apply See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. We're talking NCAA tournament here on RP3 and company. And uh, if you're watching on the simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber right here in Acadiana, you'll notice I my bracket is crumbled up because I balled it up because it is now hot garbage fire. National champion, gone. National championship matchup, gone. Do I have any Final Four teams left? Nope. Garbage. Garbage. Now, we have regional finals set. Half of them are done. Once again, in the West, with Arkansas knocking off number one overall seed, Gonzaga, we got... A 4-2 matchup. Four-seed Razorbacks taking on the two-seed Duke Blue Devils as the Coach K farewell tour continues on. I personally hope it ends Saturday. Just, I'm not a big fan of farewell tours. Just not. And the national media doing everything they can to trip over themselves and throw their grandmother into the street to go pat Coach K on the back is nauseating beyond belief. So I'll be hopeful that it all comes to an end (laughs) on Saturday. That's just me. But that should be a hell of a regional final in the West. Razorbacks versus Kentucky. It's like an early 90s NCAA tournament game. Over in the South, the regional final has been set as well for the Elite Eight. Top seed Arizona gets knocked off by five seed Houston Cougars trying to get to back to back final fours feels like the 1980s and it's going to feel that way even more so because they're taking on Villanova the two seed the Wildcats Jay Wright's sharply dressed team that should be a heck of a game on Saturday as well now tonight we have the other four sweet 16 matchups. And how's it going to go down? That's the big question. North Carolina, UCLA will be one of them. That's interesting. North Carolina is an eight seed. UCLA is a four seed. Two of your traditional top five powers of all time. When it comes to Final Four appearances, NCAA tournament wins, and national champions championships, you're going to be squaring off in the Sweet 16. That should be a hell of a ball game. Tar Heels taking on the Bruins. The other Sweet 16 game in the East region is going to feature Purdue. Can they finally get over the hump with so much chaos in that region with the one seed out and the two seed out? Can Purdue, who is the three seed, the Boilermakers, they always flame out in the NCAA tournament. Can they take advantage? They're in the Sweet 16. They're taking on... Cinderella, St. Peter's, the 15-seed who knocked off Kentucky in the opening round. Three-seed versus 15-seed. That's in the East. And over in the Midwest, boy, it sure did kind of line up right for Kansas, didn't it? Two-seed Auburn, gone. Three-seed Wisconsin, gone. But Kansas is going to be taking on Providence, Kansas is the top seed in the Midwest. Providence is the four seed. That could be a tricky game for the Jayhawks. And then the winner of that game will play the other Cinderella teams f- facing off. We're going to get at least one double-digit seed in the Elite Eight. That's because 10-seed Miami taking on 11-seed Iowa State. Cyclones versus Hurricanes. Lots of natural disaster action there. They'll face off tonight as well. Be interesting to see what happens tonight to set up those other regional finals. Now, we still got three double-digit seeds left. The fourth double-digit seed was Michigan. They lost last night. But we got three double-digit seeds. 15 seed St. Saint, uh, Saint Peter's, your Cinderella team, taking on three seed Purdue. And then you got the 10 11 matchup Miami versus Iowa State. We'll get one double digit seed in the Elite Eight, but will we get anybody in the Final Four? That's our poll question of the day. Which double digit seed will advance to the Final Four? Is it number 15, St. Peter's? Is it number 11, Iowa State? Is it number 10, Miami? Or is it none of them? And right now, 56% of you say none of them. 19% say Miami. 19% say St. Peter's. And 6% say Iowa State. Ton on Twitter says, I'm still laughing that Arkansas beat the, the overall number one seed. And he shared the Bart Simpson gif, if, if at least you tried. <laughs> JPK, the OD, share says Miami is on a roll it shares a gift from Miami Vice. Outstanding. Outstanding. Keep those votes coming on our poll question of the day. Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter. Just make sure you keep it clean for the kids. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. I vote none of the above. You're going to get a double digit seed in the Elite 8, but I don't know, man. It, it, I don't think it's going to be St. Peter's, even if they take out Purdue. Could they beat the winner of the UCLA-North Carolina game? Maybe. That'd be a heck of a run, a 15 seed getting all the way to the Final Four. Doesn't seem likely. Could the winner of Miami-Iowa State beat the winner of Kansas-Providence? Yes. That's probably going to be your best bet to see if a double-digit seed is going to make it. We'll ask that question to our buddy Nick Fondo who will join us later on today's show for cashing tickets NCAA Tournament Edition. But keep voting on our poll question of the day. Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter. Right now, we got to take a timeout. We're going to pause the NCAA Tournament talk just for a moment. We know it's turning time. And we're going to talk LSU men's basketball the exodus has begun. Didn't we just hear the new coach yesterday play clips on the show of the new coach saying, you know, top priority is keeping the guys on the team. And apparently they didn't get that memo because a pair of them have already entered the NCAA transfer portal. We'll talk about that coming up next. You're listening to the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.
0: RP3 grew up dreaming of one day playing right field for the Atlanta Braves, just like his hero, Dale Murphy. I wanted to grow up and be Dale Murphy. Little Raymond, though, wasn't quite the caliber of athlete of his childhood hero as his lone highlights as a ball player were being beamed. Twice. In the head. That actually explains a lot. Back to more RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Southwest Louisiana's Louisiana's sports Sports Station. station.
1: the hangout music festival is returning this summer to gulf shores and the game 1037 lafayette and 1041 lake charles has your tickets to this epic weekend of music you can score vip passes by becoming a member of the game rewards club at 1037 thegamecom or 1041 thegamecom don't miss the return of hangout music fest featuring post malone halsey doja cat megan the stallion hannah five names just to name a few that's the hangout music fest may 20th to the 22nd in gulf shores alabama when vip passes from the game southwest louisiana sports station what is there something wrong did i say something
2: nothing i I mean i was
1: promoting the Hangout music fest your favorite festival Mm
2: -hmm.
1: i just went ahead and just threw you in there as well because you are becoming a celebrity and you're more than likely will be there. I mean, we know how you love music festivals so much.
2: Yeah, but see, those are ours that are playing, and I don't play.
1: Oh, but you do perform every day. I do. Maybe you'll be an MC. Hmm? Uh huh. Master of ceremonies. They're like you're you're Hannah five names. Oh man, we need you to introduce this new musical act. Done.
2: Yeah, I already had somebody that came up to Kenneth at work and was like. Um, I know your fiance. He was like, "That's always a weird thing." Weird thing, right? (laughs) (laughs) He was like, "Steals into the you know the game," and he was like, "Yeah, I do every morning." She said that she was had her fiance was wearing leprechaun suit. I was like, "Ha, I know that guy," and then he got like he got like all fanboy when he found out that I eat at Sandra's for lunch. (laughs) Like, yeah, she comes to the store. She comes to Sandra's. How food is like? Yeah, yeah, she comes here. So shout out to that guy. I think his name's Caleb. So shout, out shout out to Caleb.
1: Him. Shout out to Caleb. Listening to the show. Appreciate you, bud.
2: Yeah.
1: Listening on the radio Dow or on the free 103.7 The Game and 1041 The Game mobile app. Yeah. You know, Alexa, Google Home. Thanks. Boom. See, you just drawing the people in. Nothing to say that you can't be, you know, up on stage giving the, <laughs> giving the people what they want at Hangout Music Fest.
2: Yeah.
1: What's more likely to happen? <laughs> you being on stage at hangout music fest or foot liking anyone from hangout music fest
2: um foot liking somebody at the hangout fest because well shack's gonna be there Shaq's performing so
1: because when we think of someone who loves <laughs> hip-hop and rap we think kevin foot yeah <laughs> you should play some hip-hop on his show and see what he does.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be, like, coming back from commercial break. I'll have to go and be, like, playing a random song. Like, Who's that? Oh, God. <laughs> Just trying to find him a song to listen to of the artists that we name in that um, setup. Like, that whole little that. Oh, he doesn't know any of them. No. He's like, Do- Doja. Doja. De- <laughs> That's why for a minute I literally was saying the lineup. Just the lineup part. That's it. The rest of it, he's got you. Just
1: to help him out.
2: Yep. I heard my appropriate song for him to listen to and I was like, this is a little too risque for me to show foot. Like, I feel like embarrassed to show him.
1: Oh, footsie. Don't you ever change. Yep. Don't you ever change. But sometimes you got to change, right? And they made a change over at LSU with the men's basketball program. Will Wade got the axe, the pink slip, got fired. New coach comes in, has a big press conference, says, hey, priority's going to be trying to keep guys. This was after days of recruits decommitting from LSU, taking down their verbal commitment, saying I'm reopening my recruiting because the person that had recruited them was Will Wade. So you had to have a, a few guys do that, And then yesterday, we got the news that it's just not recruits that are not wanting to be part of the LSU basketball program now that Will Wade is no longer there. Not one but two players have entered the transfer portal. Started off with Brandon Murray. He was the first to enter the transfer portal. Reports came out. He put his name in there, and Murray at times – was one of their best players at times, averaging 10 points, three rebounds, and two assists per game. So he entered into the NCAA transfer portal. And later in the day, starting point guard Xavier Pinson entered the NCAA transfer portal as well after averaging 9.8 points per game and 4.8 assists per game. So... The starting backcourt for the LSU Tigers is in the transfer portal. Not optimal. Not optimal. Pinson's going to be in the transfer portal, and he's going to go play for his third team in as many years. This is the era we live in now, where the bio on a certain player is going to be a challenge. I mean, look at here closer to home on this side of the basin with jordan brown he's already played at two other universities now he's on his third what if he enters the transfer portal he'll be going for number four it's like collecting stamps like you used to at subway to get a free sub how many schools can i go to (laughs) sorry it just is i know I'm, i'm the cranky old man i i get it i get it uh but so two players entered you know darius days is going to graduate he's going to be gone you're losing Pinson and Murray. They'll be gone. Eason is going to be a draft pick, if not a lottery pick. So he's probably going to be gone. Shaq's kid who never plays, he may be left. Sharif O'Neal. I Look, it is going to be some down years for the LSU men's basketball team. It's a reason they gave their new coach a seven-year contract because they knew good and well that it's going to be some lean years here. You fire Wade, you're going to lose recruits, you're going to lose your own players, you're more than likely going to be put on probation by the NCAA, which is going to result in more than likely a postseason ban and scholarship reductions. There's going to be some lean years here for the Tigers. So I'm not surprised whatsoever that guys that committed, signed, and played for Will Wade, don't want to stick around for the new guy, especially if NCAA punishment is coming. Like, they're just not, right? Xavier Pinson's got one more year of eligibility left. He's going to go want to go play. And he'll go to another team and do so. Brandon Murray will go to another team. Who's going to stay? I don't know. I don't know who's going to stay, to be honest with you. Who's left? Who's left to pick up the pieces? Who is the new coach going to be able to recruit and sign? Because that's a tough sell, too, especially for basketball. Because you're asking guys to come and be part of a program where they're not going to be able to play in postseason tournaments no NCAA tournament, no NIT, no Florida panhandle, community college, invitational, whatever those tournaments are, because there's a ton of them out there. There'll be none of that, and you're going to be handcuffed talent-wise because you're going to have scholarship reductions. So you're going to have walk-ons on the team getting minutes. This is how this works. You're going to have to recruit guys that maybe fall through the cracks a little bit. You're going to have to recruit guys that probably don't have aspirations for the NBA, or not, don't have realistic aspirations for the NBA and are more likely to stay with you for four to five years, right? Graduate, get their degree. Those are probably the type of players that you're going to have to go after. So, Pinson Murray into the transfer portal. Kind of expected that, kind of expected that was going to be the case, right? That you were going to have guys that were just going to bounce. It happens. Happens all the time. So we'll keep an eye on what happens at LSU. Recruits have decommitted. Now we have two players entering the transfer portal following Will Wade's firing and the hiring of the new coach. Once again, there's a reason why they gave the new coach a seven-year contract. Essentially, two of those years, two to three of those years are just going to be gimme years of dealing with the NCAA punishment that will be coming LSU fired their coach because the allegations are that severe there's going to be punishment down now once again NIL deals can help with this where guys maybe aren't even on scholarship but they get rewarded with an NIL deal so maybe you can still be competitive there but LSU is going to take their lumps for a couple years those star prospects aren't going to be coming. Your own star players aren't entering the transfer portal. Once again, just because you enter the portal doesn't mean you can't come back. We've seen that on football with Miles Brennan entering the portal and then deciding to come back. So the coach could do, you know, do re- recruit his own players. Or he could be like, you know what, it's time for a fresh start. Maybe it's time not to have anyone associated with Will Wade. Maybe he's not heartbroken that guys are leaving that were recruited by Will Wade, if that makes any sense. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you know, yeah, man, you're a talented player. I'd love to have you. You'd make us better, but I understand if you want to go pursue other things. Wish you the best of luck. Just saying. Yeah, Sometimes when you need to clean house, you, you can't do it, you know, you can't do it halfway. You have to do it all the way sometimes. Got to do it all the way. So, Pinson, Murray in the transfer portal. Not surprising. Let's head out to the hotline. Welcome on, Chad. Chad, good morning to you, brother. What's on your mind this Friday morning, my friend?
3: Good morning, guys. Good morning. Yeah, man, this coach coming in. He's done more with less. Uh Correct. Man, he's done he's had, you know, two, three stars. And you all right. You, you, you took my uh the words out of my mouth, man. The N ideal has got to come out uh big and LSU can't do that. Uh get some uh get some young freshmen in here. Uh they might have to, you know, uh face the allegations coming up. Well Probation's coming up, uh, and then uh, just just grow with this coach, man. Uh, but anyway, man, happy Friday and medium rare, like always. Thank you.
1: Oh, Chad, yes. Yeah, look, I think that's another reason why Woodward hired him. I think he hired a guy that has proven – that he can win and put together a winning program without getting the best prospects. Yeah. Because that's where LSU is going to have to be for a few years. And once you get established, then you can get better recruits. But he got he brought in somebody that's clean, by all reports, that doesn't have the, you know, Rick Patino scent about them and going to run the program clean and knows how to recruit and – Coach up guys that he has. Does that mean that LSU is going to compete for SEC championships the next three years? No. Does it mean that they will be competitive? Yes. And that's probably your best case scenario. Have a winning record, be competitive. And start establishing the right culture in Baton Rouge instead of the wrong culture in Baton Rouge.
2: They even said that in the press conference before he came out and they were like, we're introducing Matt which We all knew he was the new head coach, but they kept saying they're a formative person, we have a formative coach, and we're excited for the culture to come back to LSU, and we're excited to see what's going to happen with him, and we're excited for the change. They just kept saying how excited they are and how he's a formative coach and that mm-hmm. he's going to lead the team in the way they think this should be led and everything else.
1: It's not a splash hire. Mm-mm. It's a smart hire. It's a hire that's going to help clean up your program, Whether or not he can have you compete for championships, that's a whole different question. And you're not going to know that because they're going to be handcuffed for a while. But this is kind of the smart move. What do we need to do? This is a guy that can coach him up? Great. He can do less with more? Great. He's going to be committed to being here and not want to bail while we go through tough times? Awesome. Oh yeah. There you go.
2: I don't know how many times I think I heard him say in this entire 20-minute press conference saying, I love the culture at LSU. I love being at LSU. I love being in Baton Rouge. It's an amazing place. I'm so excited to be here. My family is so excited to be committed to this place. I think I heard LSU maybe 60 times. I was
1: so hoping in his opening press conference he'd have a little fun with it and say that, you know, when asked, why did you take the LSU job? He just kind of looked to the looked to Scott Woodward and go, oh, because Scotty made me a strong ass offer. Ha <laughs> ha! Because <laughs> that's what Will that Wade said on funny. the wiretap discussion.
0: would have been funny.
1: <laughs> but he did. That is a missed opportunity. but It's fine. Look, it's a smart hire. Is it a sexy hire? No. Is it going to put butts in the seats like Kim Mulkey did for the women's game? No. But it's what LSU needs right now. Because what Will Wade did, allegedly did, on their watch, is going to set the program back now for a few years. Is because the NCAA is going to punish them. That's yeah. going to happen.
2: It's got to wait till next season.
1: We got to take a timeout. Talk a little corn fairy tour when we come back. That's right. Lake Charles Championship, round one in the books. We'll give you a recap who's atop the leaderboard and who's around the top of the leaderboard. That's all next, right here. On the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. The Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com can help you with your date night blues. That's because once you become a member of our Rewards Club, you'll have the opportunity to win excellent prizes like a $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House. We want to help you take your lady out for some delicious Gulf seafood, but you can only win that $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House. Oh, because the only way you can win it? is by joining the game clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Once again, $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House. You can score that by becoming a member of our clubhouse, so go sign up today. It's free to do so. First round of the Late Charles Championship, the latest event on the Corn Ferry Tour. It will officially wrap up this morning. You have three golfers that have to finish their final hole. We've got play was suspended due to darkness but we pretty much have the leaderboard intact and atop that leaderboard is Will Gordon he shot a bogey free six under 65 in those blustery conditions that I told you all about yesterday (laughs) because it was windy as hell over there on that course that's a one stroke lead over four players who finished the opening round five under par so his lead is not a ton Only one stroke after the first day. You got five. You have four players at five under par, and then you have a group of six at four under. So the leaderboard is jam-packed right there for the Lake Charles Championship, the inaugural Lake Charles Championship. Gordon, he's only 25 years old out of North Carolina. Bogey free six under. Bogey free. So he is your early leader, just turned pro in the summer of 2019 after being a star at Vanderbilt University, where he was the SEC's Conference Player of the Year and an All-American. We'll see if the young man, Will Gordon, will maintain that lead and lead wire to wire at the inaugural Lake Charles Championship. That's going to do it for hour number one. Hour number two coming up. We'll kick it off with James Yasko with the Lehman Time Time podcast. That's next right here on The Game. 103.7 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. What a way to start off today's show. NCAA tournament talk. My bracket completely now busted. I still had the national championship heading into the Sweet 16. Still had my national champion, even though I lost two Final Four teams on opening weekend. Well, those are gone now. (laughs) So I don't have a single Final Four team. Uh, My bracket's done. I threw it in the trash exciting night of action on the hardwood make no bones about it ncaa tournament will continue on sweet 16 tonight elite eight matchups this weekend and when we get back on the air on monday we'll know the final four you'll be set you'll be set we asked you though for our poll question of the day there's still three double digit seeds left In the tournament. Number 11 seed Michigan was eliminated last night. You still got number 15 seed St. Peter's who's taking on the three seed Purdue. Peacocks versus Boilermakers. What a matchup that can be. On the other side of the bracket, Iowa State's taking on Miami. That's an 11-10 matchup. So we're at least going to get one double-digit seed in the Elite Eight. But will anyone have the opportunity be able to make it to the final four that's our poll question of the day right now 53 percent of you say none of them 30 percent say number 10 seed miami 13 percent say number 15 seed st peters and only four percent of you say number 11 seed iowa state keep those votes coming on our poll question of the day leave your comments on facebook and twitter as well just make sure you keep it clean for the kids but right now it's time for us to talk baseball Talk Houston Astros baseball. Talk spring training. Talk Carlos Correa signing with the Minnesota Twins? What? It's time for us to talk to our buddy from the Lima Time Time podcast. Also a contributor for the Houston Chronicle. And a man that's beginning a legendary career as a soccer coach. It's the one and only Mr. James Yasko. James, good morning. How are you?
4: Hey, I identify real hard with that Iowa State team that won two games last year and is now in the Sweet Sixteen. Like that's that's, that's <laughs> that that's giving me life.
1: <laughs> that's giving you hope. You did improve the win total of the team that you inherited, though, Bud.
4: It's true. That's true. Uh, minimally, but but yes, demonstrated progress.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, how do you feel, Bud? How do you feel about Carlos? Is it has it sunk in yet that your all-star shortstop? Uh, opted to go play for the Minnesota Twins. What?
4: I'm, I'm so glad that, that, that this that it didn't that this spot didn't come up. You know, in the in the two to three hours after I found out, like it's 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 very good for for my mental health and my blood pressure for it to have been six days or so since since it all came came down that that I'm on here. Uh, I'm starting to come to terms with it. Uh, i'm in the acceptance uh stage of the five stages of grief uh and and i think i think it yeah i i'm i'm a, i'm able to talk about it without making up swear words
1: here's the thing that i that i look at i don't think it's not this has an agent's fingerprints all over it this is not a deal a player goes yeah that sounds great Like, this is not that kind of deal because if he wanted to contend, he'd just stay in Houston and they could have easily done like a one or two year deal for comparable money. That's not I don't think that's the issue here. This has an agent going, okay, Carlos, hear me out. Yeah, it's Minnesota. okay, but but you're going to get paid all this money. And then if you don't like it, we can just go back out there again, bud, in a year or in two years and go find you a new home. How about that? This is what it feels like to me. This has an agent's fingerprints all over it. This feels less to do with the player and more to do with his representation.
4: First of all, how dare you, sir, sully the good name of Scott Boris. And, <laughs> and, 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 and <clears throat> even hint that there might be shenanigans uh, or that Scott Boris is looking out for himself. Um, no, you, you know, I don't think the Astros ever budged from, you know, from their initial the five year 160 million. Um, the way that it's set up now is that Correa is, is in Minnesota, which makes Daniela officially the hottest woman in Minnesota. So that's a win for her. Um, (laughs) however, what, what it sort of feels like is the Astros never, they're like, this is our, this is our offer. Take it or leave it. Um, with this deal, Correa gets the highest annual average annual value for a, for an infielder. Uh, in in major league baseball history. And, and they can, they can, you know, I mean the, the, the off season uh, and the hot stove was, was shortened by about a hundred days. And so, you know, he wants that big contract. This allows him to get that next year uh, because he's going to beat up that AL central pitching uh, and, and do what, what Correa does, but it also, you know, with the next, if, if they, let's say they do opt out after this season and get that, that, that long-term deal that, the Korea once, um, that's Boris's contract. You know the board, the his previous agent was is going to get you know a a, a decent amount if not a majority of this current contract. Um,
1: and that's and that's but, why I said what I said.
4: That's yeah, exactly so, what that is. So the next, like he, let's say he does get that nine year three hundred and forty million dollar contract from somebody else next year. Um, you know that then then Boris gets that gets that commission and we all know that he's hurting and he has a family to feed and uh, the $500 million worth of, of deals that he signed, you know, before the lockout, that that's, that, that's not going to get it done.
1: How funny it would be if the twins struggle and they put Carlos on the trade block and he gets traded back to Houston. That'd be kind of funny. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, so. They're going to bring up the young buck, right? The young has to come up and he's going to have to deliver what can you tell us about the new starting shortstop for the Houston Astros? So,
4: every time every time the Astros make it, or a, or a baseball team, I, with the exception of the Rockies, the Rockies are a poorly run franchise. Um, I, I go back to, I was talking with someone in the, the, that was in the front office, and I, and I asked, how much more, you know, we, we have baseball reference, we have fan graphs, we have stat cast data, we have baseball savant. All of this information is at our fingertips. And I asked him, I "Was like, how much more information do you have than what the average fan, or even you know, a, a, someone who considers themselves a stat nerd? How much more information do you have than than what we have?" And and he he's he said one word, and he said, "Truckloads." So you have to figure that the Astros have gone through the metrics, they've they've looked at at absolutely everything, and and figure that that Pena can can replace you know Correa's statistically. Uh, Peña can can replace Correa's numbers. And Pat made a really good point on the on the podcast on Sunday that you know if if you had to guess what is the career high for Carlos Correa in home runs in a season? Just th- what do you think?
1: Oh, uh, I would I would say max maybe like 18 20.
4: Oh, okay, you no that's not that's not cool. Now you're blowing my point. Um I would I would have said like 30, you know, thirty thirty two, thirty three. 32 33. <laughs> it's 26 he, he had 26 home runs he's never had a 100 rbi season yeah he's he's, he's uh, not a which, power hitter he's no and he's a 277 hitter like yeah you figure you can you can you can save yourself 35 million dollars in payroll a year and you and jeremy pena can come close if he hits 260 with elite defense um you know the, then 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 you're good you, you know you you spread that you spread that money around somewhere else unless they just decide no, we're not going to extend Jordan Alvarez or Kyle Tucker or someone like that. You know, the then so at the moment, I think the Astros are okay with with letting Pena uh, save them some money and and go out and, and see what he's got. That's why you have a farm system. That's why you have prospects.
1: How does this reshuffle the lineup when opening day is right around the corner? What are you what are we thinking though the starting lineup's going to look like now, James?
4: Well, the crazy thing is that Correa is as, as great as he, is, and I, I know I just took a dump on all over, all over his stats. Um, but, but a lot of, a lot of Correa's value came in having a hitter like that, that you had hitting sixth or seventh. And so it's, it's not like, you know, the Astros are just really hoping that this rookie can come in and, and be in the middle of the order. Uh, it, it's going to be okay to put Pena seventh or eighth, um, possibly ninth, you know, whatever. But, um, and so, you know, the, the lineup it 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 takes out a pretty potent bottom third of the order bat. And it's it's insane what the the lineup that the Astros have, have created that that a guy like Correa that that is now you know getting up thirty five million dollars a year was hitting sixth or seventh. Like that's a testament to, to the offense that they've built. So it's I don't know that it's gonna be a huge impact on the lineup because you're not trying to replace a cleanup hitter with a rookie.
1: That's a fair point. That's a fair point talking with James Yasko of the Lehman Time Time podcast he joins us here on RP3 and company all right bud so the lineup is going to be pretty much set what do we think the rotation is going to look like and what's the back end of the pitching staff going to look like are are we set there are we set or no
4: I think so um you know what what we there's still no word as far as I know about how serious McCullers injury is and and when, when the Astros can expect him back. Um, But, you know, you're, you're kind of set at the top with, with Verlander. Uh, you've got Urquidy, Framber Valdez, Luis Garcia, Jake Odorizzi. Uh, and then, and then you've got some, you know, maybe some, some guys that were in the minors last year to, to round out the back end of that, of that rotation, but, but to go, you know, and, and then once McCullers comes back, you just, you just slot him in, but to, to go Verlander, you know, and and then in some in some order, Verlander, Framber, Luis Garcia. That, that's that's a pretty that's a Urquidy in there. That's a pretty solid top of the rotation, especially in the AL West, which is going to be hot garbage this year. Which may be another reason they were okay with letting Correa go.
1: Hot garbage. <laughs> um, what are you wanting to see from this team through the rest of spring training, if anything at all? Because. It's been such a, you know, with the lockout, not their traditional offseason, you're not going they're not going to have the 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 amount of reps that they typically would have during spring training. Everything's going to be shortened. Are you just hoping everyone's just healthy and do you expect there to be the team to be sluggish to start off with because of the lockout?
4: I don't think they'll be sluggish, but yeah, I mean, <clears throat> get through it healthy. You know, we we've, we've gone through a shortened spring training before and that led to Jordan Alvarez playing in what two games. Uh, and Verlander making one start before they were both shut down for the year. So, so you just you just get in your work, uh, build up your arm, and and get ready for that first week of April. Uh, that's 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 the goal of of spring training this year.
1: What's the goal for James Yasko this year?
4: The goal for James Yasko this year, uh, w- when it comes to the Astros, is uh, win a pennant uh, and then lose the World Series in the most heartbreaking fashion because that's what I'm accustomed to. Preferably to an NLEs team. That would be that would be great. A different NLEs team. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, come
1: on, but all right. When is the first Astros game you're going to go to? Have you already mapped that out? Have you already figured out when you're going to be a Minute Maid Park to watch your team beat up on somebody?
4: I haven't. Um, that's and you a good call question. yourself
1: I mean, well, a fan? Oh my god. Oh vaguely. my god.
4: Um, <laughs> The, I'm pressed. I don't, I don't cheer. No, I'm um, the, so yeah, no, I need to look at that. I need to look at that today. And and we're in the part of the school year where I'm just trying, I'm just trying to get to the end of May and then I'll figure everything else out later.
1: Just trying to get through. May. I'm just trying to get done being done with these kids. That's all. <laughs> That's all. That's all I'm trying to do. Leave me alone. <laughs> When's the latest episode of the Lima Time Time podcast? When's it going to drop, and when can we see your work in the lovely, well-respected publication, The Houston Chronicle, James?
4: New episode probably Sunday, <clears throat> and then I, I probably I need to do some brainstorming. Uh, I did a, a an, an article explaining brief, way too briefly, uh, MLB's antitrust exemption uh, that came down from the Supreme Court in the early 1920s. Uh, and if there's anything that, that that you will 100% drive a car through a paywall for, it's it's a hundred year old labor history and, and legal. Cases.
0: <laughs> Quickly,
1: the decision to release the documents involving the Yankees and cheating. What do you think is going to happen from that?
4: Nothing. I don't because too much time has passed. You know, if if it had come out <clears throat> two years ago that hey, the and it, and it was coming out, the Yankees were doing the same thing. Uh, two years ago, then that would have changed it. But now everyone has had a chance to get comfortable uh, with it, and you're already seeing chuds on Twitter, you know, from from first name bunch of numbers, uh, that it, it doesn't really matter because the Yankees didn't win the World Series, and oh no, everyone else is doing it too. Like the the, the just sitting on it for a couple of years, that's going to achieve everything that Major League Baseball wants it to achieve. The Astros are still uh, a blight on on baseball morality, which we all know that it's you know baseball is above reproach on ev- in every single way. Uh, so, so, no, not, not, absolutely nothing's going to happen. It's going to be great, and it's going to be great for, for us Astros fans uh, if if the Yankees get sort of torched in the press. But uh, but for the, to the average fan, it's not going to change a thing.
1: James, appreciate you, Tom, as always, brother. Enjoy your weekend, championship soccer coach, soon to be. Hopefully. <laughs> Talk to you next week, bud. Have a good one. <laughs> James Jasko, our buddy from the Lima Time Time Podcast. We got to take a timeout. Five Names! Look at you over there! If only the camera was on right now. Five Names is absolutely getting down over in the producer's studio. What? Breaking out the dance moves! We got to take a timeout. Sorry, Five Names. Your dancing has to pause. We got to take a timeout. You're listening to the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.
0: There are two types of sports reporters those who are respected for their ability at building relationships with coaches and players. And here's our game plan. Then there are those whose method of reporting is getting hammered with a college football team and Pat O's. You guess which one RP3 is. Back to more RP3 and Company on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station.
1: Uh, the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station wants to give you a chance to score the ultimate crawfish boil, brought to you by j j Exterminating, Kramer Equipment, and Cody's Crawfish. You can win two sacks of live crawfish, a pot, a burner, an ice chest, a tumbler, chairs, a $500 Visa gift card. Oh man, that sounds great. You get a paddle too. You get all the things to put on an ultimate crawfish boil. We give you the supplies. We give you the crawfish. Hell, we give you a five hundred dollar Visa gift card to spend on all the fixins for your seasoning and your sauce. Got to have the dipping sauce for the boiled crawfish. Mm. And on top of it, because we're not done, because we like to go over the top with these things, tickets to go see the Astros play. Say what? It's the ultimate crawfish ball. You can sign up today for the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com so you can have the opportunity to score the ultimate crawfish boil from J&J Exterminating, Kramer Equipment, Cody's Crawfish, and the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Let's head out to the hotline. Is it Mr. Green? Let's welcome on, some people call him Mr. Green. Some people call him Jamie. Some people call him a jive turkey. It's Jamie, aka Mr. Green. How you doing today, bud?
0: I'm
4: oh, good, Third. How are y'all doing this morning?
1: It's Friday, bud. I,
0: <laughs> I got
1: I, I got five names dancing in the producer studio here today, so we're ready for the weekend, my friend.
3: Man, that that sounds uh, amazing, and I gotta agree with uh, your last guest. We're teachers are at the point where we're just trying to make it to the end of the year, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're tired Tired.
5: We're poor
1: <laughs> you're tired you're poor you're, you're just you're done you're done you're done
3: <laughs> pretty much hey I wanted to go into the full question of the day and say that I don't think any of them are going to make the final four although I'd love to see the Peacocks make it through and just completely decimate everybody I think that would be amazing I just don't see it happening um and amazingly Arkansas was the one that I picked for the national championship and they're still in. So, you know, oh, that
1: f- flex it up. Let's flex it up for, for Mr. Green.
4: Yes. look, I got, I got everything else wrong, but I got Arkansas right so far. So we'll, we'll <laughs> see how that they'll get, they'll get eliminated next game. Uh, and
3: then I would also like to say this, point this out. Your last guest said it. My Marlins are going to win the world series because he wants them to, he wants the Astros to win a pen and lose to an NL East uh, team. They're different in L- East team. Let's go, Marlon. Let's go.
1: God bless you, Jamie. Thank you for the phone call. <laughs> God, <a> <laughs> you too, bud. <laughs> My man's like, yeah, we're teachers. We are so tired. We're I so bet. tired.
2: So, like, ready. things are like getting back to normal that are not normal. So, it's still like annoying because like things that you can do that you used to do as teachers and things you still can't. And it's like, what is? what is even going on? Like, do you have tests? I think I made you a test. I'm not sure.
1: Did I make you a test? I think I made you a test. I like that. I like that. Poll question of the day. You heard Jamie mention it. Which double-digit seed will advance to the Final Four? There's only three left in the tournament. Number 11 seed Michigan was eliminated last night in the Sweet 16. You have number 15 St. Peter's. Those are the Peacocks. They're taking on the three seed, the Purdue Boilermakers tonight in the Sweet 16. Then you have number 11 seed Iowa State taking on number 10 seed Miami in a Sweet 16 game tonight. So we'll at least get one double-digit seed to the Elite Eight. But then the winner of that game will have to play the winner of number one seed Kansas and Providence. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to see if a double-digit seed can get to the Final Four this year. Right now, 48% of you agree with Mr. Green and RP3 with none of them making it. 28% of you say number 10, Miami. 21% say number 15, St. Peter's. And 3% of you say number 11, Iowa State. Texan and Acadiana has commented. I'm going to stop you right there, Texan and Acadiana. He woke up he's bringing he's trying to bring some salt to the to the discussion he says hmm funny how we've gone from houston being upset in the first round to the elite eight sorry just woke up the game didn't end until late let me tell you something texan and katie and i got my damn bracket right here he's referencing a comment by nick Fonteno about he predicted houston to lose in the first round right here in my bracket that's crumbled up and marked up all to hell because it's destroyed I have Houston winning their first round matchup against UAB. I had them advancing. Now, did I have them advancing past the next round? No, no. But I did believe enough in them to say they would win their first round game, and I believe Hannah five names did so as well on her bracket.
2: Having the elite eight.
1: Fine words, five. Fine words, five names. Texan and Katie Anna, friend of the show. What's going on? We've already given him the moniker, I- <laughs> number one Houston Cougar fan of RP3 and company.
2: Right. What else does this man need? Mays has hold said out loud that he's my number two fan. Oh, this but is what it's really what about. It is.
1: Oh, I see. I see. He because was upset by Nick Fondo picking UAB over Houston live mm-hmm. on the air. And then you mentioned that he was number two. Your number two fan.
2: Yeah. No one really can come above Doug. Even Kenneth agreed. Wow. And it was like, yeah, wow. not even wow. me, he's your number one fan. It's Doug. <laughs> wow.
1: Wow. So maybe Texan and Katie his feelings are hurt. Maybe he needs his Cougars to make this run, to make him feel better. Maybe. Because he's not feeling good from RP3 and company. We got to do better. Our bad, Texan and Katie Our bad. Sorry, bud. Our bad. We'll try to be better. <laughs> I told you it's Friday. We got shenanigans <laughs> all day long. Robert Dupleshan has chimed in. Uh, with a GIF that says, I would call that zero G. <laughs> Keep those votes coming on our poll question of the day. <laughs> oh, Let's briefly talk about the New Orleans Pelicans. They won. Devontae Graham hit five three-pointers last night on his way to a season-high 30 points while C.J. McCollum chipped in 25 as the Pelicans defeated the Chicago Bulls, one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, 126-109. to Now, they are currently, as it stands today, March 25th, they are tied, tied with the Los Angeles Lakers. Overall record is the same, but they own the tiebreaker as it stands right now, so if the Play-in tournament would begin today. They would be the nine seed. They would host the Lakers in that 9-10 matchup, okay? But the Pelicans have two huge games this weekend against the San Antonio Spurs, who are breathing down their neck (coughs) for the play-in tournament, and the Lakers. If they get wins this weekend, the Pelicans could pretty much solidify their spot into the play-in tournament. So big win last night. Can they carry that momentum this weekend as they take on both the Spurs and the Lakers, teams that are battling for the play-in tournament? We'll see if the Pelicans can fly fly high or if they'll be the Pelicans and just mess around and not lock up a spot in the, the play-in tournament until wonder, the very end.
2: I wonder how excited Lewis is today. Very excited. Like he has to be
1: very excited. pumped. Oh, so excited. He's probably ridiculously done. If they make in the playing tournament, I'm putting in a request to have Prejean on the show. Please do it. Just I will text him
2: myself as well.
1: Just to have, dude, I need you, we need you to come on to talk the Pels. You have to. How excited are you? It, it'll just be a segment about him being so thrilled. Right. He said, We made it. We did it. We made it into the playing tournament, which is the NBA's excuse of trying to get every team into the postseason.
2: Yeah! Like I've never seen. We're still someone... twelve games under
1: five hundred. <laughs> Yay! I've never
2: seen someone so up and down in emotions about a team in my life. <laughs> like coming in on what was like a month, like a Tuesday. I come in and he's like all sad they lost, and then I come in on Thursday, he's ecstatic. I'm like, all right, that's great. He <laughs> never knew what's coming down after a Pelicans loss or win. He never knew.
1: <laughs> you never did know. We gotta take a time out. That's what I do know more rp3 and company coming up we'll talk raging cajun spring football we heard from coach des the other day we'll share with you what he had to say that's coming up next right here on the game 1037 lafayette 1041 lake charles southwest louisiana sports station
0: you know how some fellas don't care how they look i mean a few of you are rocking sweatpants that haven't been washed in days Ew. Not to worry, my dear unkempt friend. RP3 and company is a judgment-free zone. Hell, sometimes these guys don't even wear pants. I would like to extend to
6: you an invitation to the pants party. Excuse me? The party. The pants with the pants. Party with pants? Now
0: back to the hopefully fully clothed RP3. On the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: The fact, ha- the fact that we even get through a show is an amazing feat. <laughs> there are days where I go, how the hell do we even get through a show? It's just we, we have too much fun. Look, we set the tone for the day. You want serious, passionate takes? That comes with Kevin Foote and footnotes. You want to have legendary guests? show-stopping jam-packed guests if you want 12 guests in a two-hour show that's the Jordy holberg show you want two guys to discuss how great their hair is that's that's crunch time with me gazemesh but if you want straight up shenanigans to set your day on the right foot then that's rp3 and company yeah that's what we provide you're welcome we are what we are
2: (laughs) have you ever changed the the somebody calls to say do you need help are you okay <laughs> if you call in and you hear that our three hour show is just uh bland yeah there's something, there, there's something there's <laughs> something amiss. <laughs> something going on
1: there's something amiss we, we look we have fun why shouldn't you right? right why shouldn't you have fun why shouldn't you have fun you know,
2: know.
1: cindy Lauper said girls just want to have fun does that apply to you do you just like to have fun
2: Yes. It actually was my, when I turned double digits, that was the theme of my birthday party. It was girls who want to have fun.
1: So when you turn 10? Yeah. There we go.
2: It was also my golden birthday, by the way. Your, Your what? It was my golden birthday.
1: What's a golden birthday?
2: When you turn the same age as the date of your birthday.
1: I was not made aware of this.
2: Are you serious?
1: I'm not a big birthday guy.
2: Neither is Kenneth. It's kind of annoying. His dad's like, Can you tell your guys uh,
1: guys typically? Can, can you tell
2: your future husband to like call his dad like it, it was his birthday and I do want to talk to him but they answer me? I was like, you know your son does not like his birthday, right? <laughs> like to him, it's just a day.
1: I'm usually working. Yeah. Now, you understand, like, my birthday is September 13th. So I'm 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 that's that's college football, high school football time. Like pro football. Like I'm usually working. My wife's always like, what are we going to do for your birthday? I was like, well, what are we going to do on the Tuesday after? Because I'm not, you know, she made me one year. It was a battle. This was a couple years ago where I had to not cover a Cajuns game because my wife's like, we're having a birthday party. And the other thing that makes it difficult is because my daughter's birthday is the 10th. So, the wife loves having one party for both of us. I would just rather let the kid have the party. She's like, Well, what are we going to do for you? I, I don't know. Yeah. Make some rice and gravy? I, I don't, I,
2: you know. I take it at the Roadhouse usually. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. his birthday gift. You know, it's just
1: like not a big deal. I was like, I got to, I got to kind of work. It's college football season. We can have her birthday party during the day and then I'll just go cover a game. And then I got the look. The, it's the same look you give me you're practicing your look as a wife by the way you're doing that on <laughs> me and uh you're welcome Kenneth so she gave she gave me the look the classic look the look of excuse me where the eyebrows are a little up the lip is star, you know tight and stern and give me that excuse me we're not going to celebrate your birthday excuse me I'm going to try that again
2: Let's pull that back one more time. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Let's try that
1: again. I'm like, so I guess we're going to be celebrating my birthday as well. Yeah, see? It's not hard. (laughs) I uh, like my
2: birthday. Like, I like, like, you know, I dress up. Usually I put makeup on. See, that's a girl's
1: thing. That's a girl's thing. That's a girl-woman women, woman thing. Like, all of a sudden, I woke up one day, and women were like, I'm having a birthday month. What do you mean you're having a birthday month?
2: Yeah, no, I don't do all you that. You were
1: only born on one day. You weren't born for the whole month. Yeah. Okay? What
2: are you doing? It usually go around remind my mom that, like, you know that technically all of us have a birthday right now because all of my siblings, me my two brothers, were both set our due date was originally her birthday. All three of us. And I came early, and they came late. <laughs> I was like, hmm.
1: True story. Our daughter's due date, my my wife's due date for our daughter was my birthday. And my my wife was far more excited about that than I was. Because I wanted our daughter to have her own day. Like, I was like, I don't want her. As cool as it would be, I also would be like, I don't want her to have to share her birthday with her dad, right? So we find out, you know, we're going going through the process, and the the, you know, the, the lady doctor, the baby doctor, goes. Oh, you, Ryan. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> goes, goes, okay, great news. It was like one of our final appointments. Great news. Your baby's healthy and you're healthy. We're like, awesome. Bad news. The baby is not going to be coming out on time. Like, this baby is comfortable and does not want to leave. So we had to make the decision <laughs> to have the baby early. Right. So I was like, well, well, Doc, why can't we just have it on the birth on Saturday? He's like, well, we don't do that on Saturday. OK, he goes, and I'm leaving out of town on Friday. <laughs> so he's so that takes out the 13th and the 12th. So the doc looks to me with a straight face and is like, well, uh, we could, you know, we could deliver her on the 11th. I said, Doc, about, you, you you want me to have our daughter? born on 9-11 he's like yeah he goes what about the 10th i go there you go
2: yeah my my, my, <laughs> my high school best well, my high school best friends her birthday's 9-11 and i was like I was happy like, birthday
0: i was like
1: oh, okay doc so that's that's why our daughter was born on the 10th
2: by the way i'm gonna give a shout out to tina because she just texted me and said i hear y'all <laughs> as well as my father-in-law <laughs> He says my his son has still yet to acknowledge him of his birthday text and call
1: oh man see oh, yeah. but see that's that see that's what it is when, when you get married you have to be it's all about the compromise so like yeah. you know for years I was like I don't care about my birthday I'm just gonna go cover events and that's my job and I still a lot of times have that mindset and my wife kind of has to shake me and kick me in the butt kick me in the tuckus, and go hey 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 you <laughs> what you doing what you doing mm-hmm You're taking the day off. You're not working on your birthday. And I'm like, really? She goes, we're going to have a good time. We're going to have a party. We're going to have a party with our daughter, and we're going to have a party. So, shout out to my wife. Because if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be doing that kind of stuff. I'd be like, whatever. Oh yeah. I'd be like, sure, I'll work a double.
2: Yeah, usually Kenneth's birthday, I have for the past two years, three years now. So you go to his roadhouse for dinner, and then usually he's like, I don't want anything. I don't want a gift. He doesn't like like, gifts either. So... I go to Rouse's and I buy the two slices of key lime pie, cheesecake, and I bring it home for him. That's what he gets. He's key lime pie.
1: Now I got good friend, friend of the show, and my broadcast partner for high school football, Chad Jones. Mr. LSUE says, we work in September with three exclamation points, but I want to attend the Raymond Hattie birthday party celebration. There you go, wife who's listening
2: you also want like to be hooked with the shirt. So, Someone asked me so, on Instagram for that. So
1: you need, we need to make sure to invite Chad to the birthday soiree this year. Got it. For Hattie. Yeah. You'll be invited as well. I hope so. Oh, you, of course you will. My daughter's sending you videos with congratulations. She does. Shout out to my daughter. Have a great day at school, baby girl. Yes. Kill the day. You got you this. You go walk into that school and you own it. You Aww. own the day.
2: She said Hattie would like to say to tell her daddy that she would happily share her birthday with him. <laughs>
1: got a great kid, man. You got do. A great kid.
2: At HB1, man. HB1. Ooh.
1: HB1 RP3 birthday bash. Ooh, I can see the flyers now. My wife is. Uh, she's. She. I, I probably beat her there. to. Yeah, she's already making it. Going yeah. on Shutterfly or something. Making those now. Oh yeah. It's it's March.
2: All right. I got a birthday present in my head now for her.
1: Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. That that could be dangerous. It's nothing
2: with (laughs) noises, (laughs) promise. Everyone hates noise things for their children. So, no, nothing with noises.
1: Oh. We got to take a timeout. (laughs) When we come back, this is what happens, man. We're like, we're going to talk about something, and we just go in another direction. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's how this works. This is why we have so much fun on our show. When we come back, we will talk Raging Cajun Spring Football. We'll hear from Coach Dez. That'll be coming up next. That's how we will close out our number two here on RP3 and Company. You're listening to the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. In Louisiana, there are thousands of miles of utility lines and gas pipelines buried just beneath the surface. Sometimes multiple lines are in one area. So if you are a contractor that you've hired as digging a hole to put in a new fence, a pool, or even minor landscaping around your house, you run the risk of hitting an underground line by digging only a few inches. What happens then? maybe you only knock the power out for your entire neighborhood but sometimes there's an explosion with injuries and even death it happens every single year and there's a very simple way to avoid it before you dig call 811 call 811 2 days before you dig tell the operator your address and someone will come out and mark the location of buried lines so you or your contractor can avoid them it's simple it's free of charge and it's the law Louisiana 811 operates 811 as a public service and to promote public safety. Louisiana 811 and the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles remind you: call 811 and know what's below before you dig. Raging Cajuns are in the midst of their spring football season, gearing up, preparing, and there's plenty of intrigue for Coach Des taking over first year as the head coach of his alma mater and quarterbacks the big one of the big question marks for this team levi lewis four-year starter captain leader of this team of this program is gone he's graduated he's moving on and they got a slew of guys on the roster they're trying to vie to be the new guy and coach des earlier this week discussed just how wide open is the quarterback race
6: you know, going into it, I felt like it was wide open. I mean, I still feel that way, you know, because I still think there's a lot of time left in this thing. You know, early on, I think the thing that's that's obvious is that, you know, Chandler and Ben Woolridge, they've got a better understanding of the offense. Having been in it, you know, Chandler for, shoot, three years now, and Ben just kind of immersed himself in it a little bit. The other guys, I think, you know, they're picking it up and they're doing a good job but the mastery of it I would say those two guys have mastered it a little bit better and they are working with the first group right now but the thing I tell them all all the time is you know if you're worried about what group you're going with or what rep you're getting you're looking at this thing the wrong way because you know we don't play a game this week we don't have to decide this week
1: look I think it's probably going to be Chandler he was the backup to Levi he's been in the system the longest he understands the offense. Des trust him they trust him unless he just just flames out during fall camp he's more than likely going to be your starting quarterback but who's going to be the backup and they have a slew of guys from other conferences from other teams that have transferred in that are trying to make a mark plus you have young high school guys and how about those young quarterbacks how have they looked so far during spring practice this is what Dez had to say
6: and I think the other guys, you know, Zai knows it really well, maybe not quite as good as them. Lance has really come a long way with figuring this thing out, and he's put himself in position to compete. You know, and then you you got Zeon who, you know, truthfully for a true freshman, I think has really surprised everybody in the building with his ability to pick it up and run with it. You know, he, he's got a, a really bright future ahead of him as well. So when I say those guys are a little behind, I certainly don't mean that they can't function. I just mean they're just a little behind some older guys that have been in and out of college offenses for longer.
1: Offensive line is also a question mark, right? You lose Max Mitchell. He's going to the NFL. Uh, Osiris Torrance transfers to Florida. Ken Marks, Shane Vallow, they graduate. They've moved on. So you're replacing four guys. You have a lot of talented guys, and you have some guys that have gotten some reps, Jax Harrington, former ERATH high star, and others. But – They've also been banged up. Jax had to have surgery last year. His season got ended prematurely. And this is what Dez had to say about the the health of his offensive line.
6: So we've been pretty healthy so far, you know, up front um, with the guys that are practicing. Um, and then you got guys progressing back into things. You know, Jax Harrington is getting back into a little bit more work. You know, he's been indie only. He's gonna, He started doing some one on ones. Now he's going to start doing some group stuff. Carlos Rubio, who I don't anticipate being able to do team stuff this spring, he's getting into indie, getting back into it. You know, Nathan Thomas is one that started the spring kind of pushing through some things. He's been out for a little bit. You know, we're trying to get it under control and get him back and where he can finish out the spring strong because he's really had a great offseason, started the spring really well. You know, so we're getting some guys back. You know, the nature of it, you know, all you guys know how it is. You're going to lose guys you know, day here, day there. You hope it's nothing significant. So, you know, we're holding in right there, you know, and that's the big thing. You know, we got to gotta keep that group healthy, you know, because that's the one where the injuries have kind of, I guess, kind of thinned us out a little bit there. So, you know, we're doing okay right now and got guys that are working back into it, which is always a good thing.
1: So they're going through it, spring practice for the Raging Cajuns. Their spring game is scheduled for April the 9th. It's going to be early. Them and McNeese are having their spring games on the same day. That's April 9th. LSU spring game will be April 23rd. They're starting later than the other two schools. Hour number two in the books. Hour number three. We're going to kick it off with a man in charge of the athletic department for the Raging Cajuns. Dr. Brian Maggard will join us talking all things Cajuns. That's next right here. On the game, one oh three seven Lafayette, one oh four one Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.
6: Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Everything, everything, everything gonna be all right this morning.
1: hour of today's show has arrived and of the week why are you giving me the face five names we begin hour number three trying to start dancing you were dancing last hour we were filled with shenanigans and i know what happens we have a well-respected individual coming onto the show and you got intimidated you got intimidated you have a well-respected guest coming onto the show and all of a sudden you're all you're, you're all like you know i don't know
2: I literally look down and turn the Simeon down so that you can hear your voice very predominantly on the station. And what do you do? Dog me.
1: How's, uh, how's the braiding of the hair coming?
2: Fantastic. I don't want to do in a second.
1: <laughs> We're having a good time. It's Friday. It's Friday, people. It's Friday. Friday. It's Friday. We're having a good time. Here on RP3 and Company, man, we broke down the NCAA men's tournament. Everyone's bracket is probably now decimated after what happened last night in the Sweet 16. Two more one seeds were eliminated as Arizona fell to the Houston Cougars. They're bounced, and number one overall seed, Gonzaga, gets taken out by Arkansas. More Sweet 16 action tonight. Elite Eight games Saturday and Sunday. And, of course, when we get back on the air on Monday, we'll know what our Final Four is going to be. What four teams are going to be headed to New Orleans for a chance to advance and play for a national championship. We also talked a little Raging Cajun Spring football as well. Heard from Coach Dez from his press conference earlier. And... We talked New Orleans Pelicans basketball. They got to win. They're trending in the right direction. Big weekend for them as they take on the San Antonio Spurs and the, and the Los Angeles Lakers. They could solidify themselves into the play-in tournament with back-to-back wins this weekend after beating the Chicago Bulls last night. And we have a poll question of the day as well that we need you to vote on. It's a good one. You're going to love it. It's about the NCAA tournament. We have three seeds that are double-digit left. Three double-digit seeds remain. Michigan was an 11 seed. They were eliminated last night. You got number 15 seed St. Peter's. They're your Cinderella team. They upset Kentucky, remember, in the opening round. They're going to take on the three-seed Purdue tonight. You got number 11, Iowa State, taking on number 10, Miami, down in the Midwest region. So we'll at least have a double-digit seed in the Elite Eight. So, which double digit seed will advance to the final four? Right now, 46% of you say none of them. 23% say number 10 seed Miami. 21% say number 15 seed St. Peters. And 10% say number 11 seed Iowa State. So, there you go. Keep those votes coming. Keep your comments coming on the poll question of the day. But right now, it's time for us to class things up around here. We're going to put some of the shenanigans aside, just some of them because we're bringing on someone that deserves to be treated with respect and not the shenanigans that are currently always on here on rp 3 and company. He is the Louisiana Raging Cajun VP of Intercollegiate Athletics, also known as the Director of Athletics, the man in charge of the Raging Cajun Athletics, our good friend, the one and only Dr. Brian Maggard. Dr. Maggard, good morning. Thank you for tolerating our shenanigans.
3: Good good morning, and I am not above shenanigans, so you don't have to stop on my account.
1: Now, look, I've seen you on the sidelines cheering during a game. You get pretty intense. That's boy. right.
3: That's right. You get pretty intense, intense now. <laughs> a little
1: bit too intense. All right, let's, uh, let's dive right in. I, I keep getting asked about the Cajun Field renovations. I know you've had yep. the last couple of months more mm-hmm. um, individuals and businesses uh, step up, make donations to help uh, make Cajun Field into a state-of-the-art facility. Where do we stand on when the Mm -hmm. renovation project is actually going to begin?
3: Right. So I want people to think of this project in three separate buckets, right? There is the fundraising and premium seat sales bucket, right? So that's the revenue generation bucket. There's the financing bucket, right? That's one where how we finance this project because all the monies won't be in at one time. And then there's the design bucket. And so we, we continue to uh, raise money. Uh, we are finalizing our plans on premium seat sales so we can continue to generate more revenue, which enhances the financing component of what we're trying to do. I have, uh, we have university leaders working on that financing piece. We have our uh, campus facilities who will be spearheading the design component of what we're doing, and then certainly those of us in athletics and uh, advancement on campus are working diligently on the uh, fundraising aspect and the premium seat sales piece. So they're all tied together. Um, you know, we've uh, done some programming design work. Uh, it would be a very early, early phase of, of what would be a schematic design, And we have been able to get some price estimates to probably nobody's surprise. You know, the the price of materials, uh, labor, workforce, all that good stuff is much higher today than it was probably three-plus years ago. And so, to no surprise, numbers are coming in much higher. That impacts our financing. That impacts our fundraising. Uh, just means we need to scrub more, do more. And so that's kind of where we're at. I'm very hopeful that we'll be able to start – some schematic design work um, as early as next month. Uh, that's a six to eight month process if all goes well, and then uh, you get into the second and third design phases of the project. So, although we don't have a finalized timeline yet right now, Raymond, for this project, um, you know I think the earliest the earliest we'd see anything completed would be the fall of '24. Uh, we were hopeful at one time, 23, but that's not in the works right now, just given the um, the elevated cost of things and the continued amount of work that we need to do to, to meet the demands of today's market.
1: I know it's early in the process, but uh, such a major renovation project, usually it's done in phases as well because you have a limited amount of time that you can actually perform a renovation project on a facility because obviously the team would need it during the season and ramping up during camp so you can't have any construction going on because that's a danger to the team and to the fans. So that would probably take two off-seasons to complete. Would that be fair to say once you guys do start breaking ground, it's going to probably take you two off-seasons to complete the massive renovation?
3: Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. So, you know, if we were fortunate enough to secure the financing and keep in mind with financing, you have to have your, your, your credit line, so to speak, you know, all in your account. So before you take a hammer, you know, to that stadium, and you Correct. can't, you know, just get a piece of the financing and start a uh, demolition, you got to have it all in place. So as you start writing checks, you know, to the construction managers, it's, it's secured and, and everything is ready to go. So, you know, more than likely what will happen based on whatever season this occurs after, you would start the demolition phase and that would, you know, be taken down the upper deck and the west tower. Um, then they would be getting that, that space ready, right, for player and fan safety, you know, for the upcoming season. And then certainly construction can occur during a football season as they start to construct, you know, the, uh, the, the actual structure itself. Um, And they would just work around games and things like that. So it's all doable. It's, uh, you know, much smarter people than I uh, are the ones who figure that out, and that's what they do for a living. But I just, you know, the main thing in terms of a timeline, we have not quite yet solidified candidly because of, again, the the rising cost of materials. We've got um, just the the availability of materials, uh, labor force issues, things like that. So we've got a lot of people on our campus uh, working diligently on this to try to uh, finalize the plan, but again, just keep in mind if you want to break it down simply it's fundraising, it's financing, and it's design. Those three components, we have different people on our university campus in charge of those areas. Uh, and athletics is primarily heavily involved right now in the fundraising and the premium sheet sales side of that uh, this project.
1: Dr. Maggard, you know, <laughs> when it comes to, to fundraising, obviously you and your staff and others are in touch with boosters and alumni and and businesses and and whatnot for fundraising efforts and and that's always part of the job but are you guys have you guys come up with some initiatives with the general public to help raise funds whether that's you know, some type of drive or some type of special initiative or event or anything like that. What do we have on the table in regards to that for, you know, just the regular Joe out there listening that wants to help out and invest into Cajun Field?
3: That's right. And so that would not be an uncommon approach to any project. I think uh, you saw us do something like that uh, with Russo Park toward the end. So yes, we have been Uh, developing ideas for that Um, those are what you call participation opportunities you know it's not so much about the dollar amount as it is allowing that individual who can't make a major gift you know do something and and be a part of it Uh, and so those ideals uh, have been discussed we're formulating those but those will come toward the end of your fundraising plan
1: so that'll be what will help you guys get across the finish line essentially yeah
3: so to speak yeah so to speak you know you, you certainly don't want to rely heavily on that aspect of a fundraising um, uh, plan, right? That's something that it's more about participation. It's allowing, you know, the the people within the community and within the region who want to participate but, you know, can't do a major gift, uh, do so. And so, uh, yes, that, there'll be a component of that within our fundraising plan, but like I said, that'll come toward the end of, uh, of our goal.
1: We're talking with Dr. Brian Maggard. He's the Louisiana Raging Cajuns VP of Intercollegiate Athletics. He joins us here in RP3 and company. All right, Dr. Maggard, let's talk about conference expansion because it feels like we're a little bit at a standstill uh, here with the teams leaving Conference USA to mm-hmm. join the Sun Belt. They're on board. The Sun Belt's on board with their scheduling, unveiling schedules for those schools. Yet Conference USA also unveiled schedules involving them as well. What can you tell us, what is the latest on adding those three schools for the fall, and is that still going to be on?
3: Well, as far as, you know, the, the individual members are concerned, the current Sunbelt members, we are moving forward, uh, you know, with uh, those three schools uh, being a part of our league, you know, this, this coming fall. Um, you know, we'll be working next week on soccer and softball, excuse me, soccer and volleyball schedules. Um, but uh, until we're told differently, we are fully anticipating that we'll have a 14-member conference next fall.
1: How impressive is this conference going to be with the additions of Southern Miss, Marshall, Old Dominion, and then, of course, James Madison as well across the board because these are programs that are going to have great success in multiple sports From spring to fall, how exciting is it to be part of the conference and see this expansion going on? And how impressive, even more impressive, is the Sun Belt going to be because of it?
3: Well, yeah. Well, I'm I'm very excited. You know, to be candid, I think it's going to bring a whole new element of competition to our league. It's going to elevate the league from a national standpoint. Um, And you hit the nail on the head, Raymond. You know, this is going to be across the board. This is not just in one or two sports. Uh, There's going to be multiple. Uh, sports uh, elevating their competition because of the addition of these four schools. But in addition to that, you know, and this is what, you know, something I keep my mind on is, you know, we have at least two of those schools, at least two, if not more who are going to come in here in a much better financial situation than most of us in the Sunbelt, right? We've got a couple of schools that are, um, you know, I think, I think living in the $50 million budget space. And, uh, you know, it's just going to, I think, force uh, all of the rest of us to start paying attention to that and, and work diligently in trying to uh, increase our revenues, because I will tell you, uh, there's a direct correlation between uh, success and, and revenue. And so um, we've got to make sure that uh, those of us who, who need to do more and get more, we got to be mindful of that and, I think, make it a priority. But I'm, I'm very excited. I'm, these are four quality institutions more quality athletic programs, and uh, they're going to bring a lot to the table.
1: Dr. Maggard, it was reported this week that uh, you made the decision, as well as longtime head men's basketball coach Bob Marlin, for him to come back for a 13th season. They had a great end to the season where they rallied and and won a slew of games and made a run all the way to the tournament championship there in Pensacola. Uh, Just kind of walk it through us, Walk mm-hmm. us through it. Your process of deciding that um, Coach Marlin uh, deserved to have a thirteenth season at the helm of the men's basketball program.
3: Well, I think that you you said it right there. You know, and I just felt this way as, as well as some other you know leaders I talked to on our campus is that we felt like you know uh, Bob was very deserving to come back for for this final year of this contract and uh, serve as our head coach. You know, he uh, Bob has done a He's been a great ambassador. He's been a great servant to the university these past 12 years. He's had some success throughout the 12 years. Um, I think his winning percentage at UL is just under 60%. Uh, He's the, you know, the leading, um, all time leading uh, conference wins, you know, in Sun Belt history. Um, And I think, you know, we showed this past season what we are capable of doing uh, in the tournament. That is, obviously, the Season was a disappointment. Bob would be the first to tell you. Nobody wants to win more than our student athletes and our coaches. I promise you that. And um, But I think we saw what this team is capable of doing. This is a team that Bob put together. And you know I'm very hopeful that we can continue uh, that type of play from March into next season all throughout and win uh, us a conference championship.
1: We'll get you out of here with this, Dr. Maggard. Baseball-softball season is in full swing. Uh, and you got Jerry Glasgow and Matt Deggs those are two uh gentlemen that you hired to lead their programs uh, how do you feel the baseball and softball programs are doing in the direction that they are headed in right now
3: oh overall there's no doubt you know we're uh, we're recruiting at a high level we um, you know we we've, we've uh, I don't think we've peaked by any means this season in either sport i think both coaches would tell you that you know you've got some young players playing on both sides you've got um, you know, just whether you call it slumps or what have you. But uh, I feel very confident that uh, Matt Degs and Jerry Glasgow are the right man to, to lead those two programs. Um, Coach Glasgow has had great success since he's been here. Uh, he's got a very young squad out there, on, particularly on the defensive side of things. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how we perform this weekend against UTA. And then, obviously, baseball. You know, we just got we got to find our groove here, right? We've got talent. We know that. We've got some kids who are gritty. They've shown us that. Uh, we know they can play high level baseball. Uh, we just got to find a way to get over this little bump that we're in. And uh, I know Coach Deggs and his staff will be working hard to hopefully show us something productive this weekend against a very, very good South Alabama team.
1: I got to ask you, how do you balance? Because every time I attend an event, you're there. So I can only imagine what your planner looks like, and you got both softball and baseball at home this weekend, Doctor Maggard. How are you going to balance that? Two big series know, that's, going on.
3: Uh, I right. well, you know. Hopefully, softball ends a little you know quicker than baseball does, and uh, then Gary and I can scoot over and uh, take a little baseball in tonight. Uh, but we'll start at softball, and then uh, tomorrow uh, we actually have to leave in the afternoon or late afternoon. We have a wedding to attend in New Orleans, so. Um, we may be absent from the Saturday events, but you'll see us Sunday uh, trying to take in both as well. And then you got men's, men's and women's tennis going on, too. Don't forget that. we got a, a top-ranked men's tennis program that's playing very well. They're in contention for a Sun Belt championship under first-year coach Luke Godin. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, there's a lot to balance. There's no doubt about it. But, hey, look, you know, if you told me that I was going to get compensated to go watch sporting events when I was a kid, I'd <laughs> take that deal all day long.
1: Yeah, people ask me all the time, "Oh, you have to cover all that stuff." Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's terrible to have to cover sports for a living, let me tell you. Dr. <laughs> Magner, right, appreciate right. your time as always keep up uh, the tremendous work that you're doing there with the athletic department and uh wish your wife the best as well from all of us over here at the game. Thank you so much for making the time, Bud.
3: Thank you for having us. Happy Friday, and I hope everybody's in red today.
1: That's Dr. Brian Magner, the man in charge of the athletic programs. With the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Appreciate his time as always. We got to take a time out. You're listening to the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.
0: We love talking about sports. Yeah. You love listening to sports. Yep. Yeah. Sounds like we were meant to be together, or at least friends with benefits. Aren't you glad you found us? Yep. Mm, yep. Mm-hmm. Back to more of the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: Out freaking standing Becca the intern extraordinaire is in the house and when she enters the producer's studio first of all she's rocking hot pink fingernails today showing off today when she enters the production studio with the producer extraordinaire Hannah five names (laughs) things just go crazy (laughs) they were in there rocking out doing a little headbanging to Lenny Kravitz just now while we were coming out of the break
2: and now behind us is Antagonator at the door like seriously
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh antagonator what's up bud thanks for stopping by <laughs> he look he just wants to be part of the shenanigans who does it
2: <laughs> who does not man who doesn't want to That's be part the of the rp3 question. and
1: company shenanigans
2: wish we did a poll question one day
1: who doesn't want to be part of our shenanigans yeah well, I don't who who would that be
2: everyone um, loves our
1: shenanigans even Salty Steve loves our Salty shenanigans. does love our
2: shenanigans.
1: Salty Steve loves the shenanigans. The only thing I could see because of the monitor blocking my view was Becca's hair flying up and down and the pink <laughs> fingernails of <laughs> neon pink fingernails just jetting out. We have a good time. It's Friday. Yeah. Damn it, it's Friday. We're getting you ready for the weekend.
2: It's Friday. Friday. Oh, oh. Gotta get down, oh. On Friday. Oh, here we go. Party, and party, and yeah. <laughs> You know that song? Uh, It's become a new song we're going to play on Fridays. I'm going to pick what hour.
1: You are the producer extraordinaire. I'm just along for the ride. Poll question of the day. Which double-digit seed will advance to the final four? 46% of you say none of them. 23% say number 10 seed Miami. 21% say number 15 seed St. Peter's, the Peacocks. And 10% of you say number 11 seed Iowa State. Let's get to some comments. Steve, Salty Steve, on Twitter says, Hopefully they all win. My bracket is so busted that Deshaun Watson's attorney couldn't help it. No Salt Friday hashtag. Oh, Steve. (laughs) You just made five names put her hand over her mouth. (laughs) Oh, Steve. Oh, goodness. Do we have any comments on Facebook? Now that you're aghast at what Steve <laughs> wrote on Twitter,
2: uh, well, I closed out Facebook because somehow i You closed I re- I out Facebook it. because no, you I were so. I replaced it with Twitter again. So I have two pages of Twitter open. It's um, Friday. It's uh, Friday. All I have is Justin DeHart This says Miami. That's it. Just Miami.
1: Justin with the wildly efficient comment.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Got to give a shout out to him for that. Good
2: for Good him. Good job, guys.
1: Good job. Great job, guys.
2: I'm so proud of all of you.
1: Ooh, see, five names is proud of you.
2: The gift of plenty today. One, two, three. That's four. That's the most gifts I've ever seen on our poll question. No, that's not true. I've only seen four. I think, no, that's time. not true. What do we say more than that? Seven. Seven?
1: Seven's the record. Oh. Seven's the record.
2: You're so serious on me about that.
1: <laughs> I just remember because I was like, wow, that's a lot of gifts. <laughs> and then I counted. And it's one of those weird things that I remembered. I can't remember our banking password, but I can remember how many gifts were on a poll question. Shout out to my wife if she's still listening. Yeah.
2: I think it might be a good idea <laughs> that you don't remember the banking password, but she does.
1: I mean, she gets frustrated. She gets with all me. the money. She, she, gets, she gets frustrated with me. I go, I go uh, she goes, well, what's our password for our banking? I, I don't know. She goes, well, what's our checking account number? I don't know. She goes, well, how would you? I says, I'll just walk into the bank and, you know, I'll sweet talk to tell her. I was like, look, I need to make a deposit, but I don't have my account number with me. Can you help me out? And I give her my license and she helps me out every single time. Every single time. So why do I need to remember the pat? Why do I need to remember that number when I can simply go to my bank and put on the charm and the nice ladies at the bank, take care of your boy, RP3. Why do I need to remember this number?
2: Yeah. Like, it's a rarity that I remember any of my numbers. That's why usually they're all the same. Well, because that's dangerous. Then, because I, because your phone, it just collects them all for you. So then <laughs> I don't remember what they are. So I'm like, hey, there's like four variations we got. What are we going to do? I don't know. It's fine. <laughs>
6: Like,
1: oh yeah. my goodness. Goodness gracious. Are you okay over there? You did yeah. some you did some very intense dance dancing. I did. And you come out of your shell because of Becca. Yes. This is what the intern brings to the table. That's why I've already given her the moniker intern extraordinaire. Because she makes you better. She makes you laugh more. And literally it's a giggle fest. I will be coming out of break and I hear nothing but laughter. Nothing but laughter coming from that room over there. I think
2: just her first week, her first like two days of coming, we were laughing so hard we started crying Yes, over a commercial.
1: I was like, well, this partnership is going to be a problem. (laughs) (laughs) It's like this partnership could be a problem, but for all the best reasons. Hey, before we take our time out, got to remind you: Do you want to see some of the most elite dunkers and exceptional ball handlers on the planet? The world-famous Harlem Glow Trotters are returning to the Cajun Dome on Tuesday, April fifth, and you can see them live. The game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles is giving away a four-pack of tickets for the family-friendly show. How do you win? Simply text the word "Trotter," T-R-O-T-T-E-R, to six eight six eight three to win tickets to see the Harlem Glow Trotters. Once again, text TROTTER to 68683 to score a family four-pack of tickets to see the Harlem Glow Trotters live at the Cajun Dome, courtesy of Southwest Louisiana's sports station. There's more dancing going on. There'll be more dancing later. We got to take a timeout. When we return, our guy Nick Fonda, will join us, semi-pro gambler, cashing tickets NCAA Tournament edition, Sweet 16, Elite 8 games. He'll give you his insight to help you salvage the bets that you had on this bracket. <laughs> because my bracket is now in the trash. That's coming up next, right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.
0: Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. March 25th, 1972. The UCLA men's basketball dynasty rolls right along as the Bruins claim their sixth straight national title with an 81-76 win over Florida. Future Hall of Famer Bill Walton for UCLA is named most outstanding player. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: Oh, Lafayette Marble and Granite is the South's largest cultured marble factory, and they pride themselves on earning your business. LMG provides more than show-stopping marble countertops for your kitchens, bathrooms, and man caves. LMG also offers custom shower installations, including new grout-free showers. That's right. LMG is offering low-maintenance showers without the mess and odor of grout. It's all about the convenience. You're going to love them. Visit their website, lmgelite.com. That's lmgelite.com to learn more about all the sensational services and what great products they have to offer. Live inventory is updated every single Wednesday. Visit lmgelite.com. That's lmgelite.com today or stop by their showroom located on I-49 North across from Hub City Ford, Lafayette, Marble, and Granite. They're looking to earn your business, and trust me, earn it they will don't forget to vote on the poll question of the day which double digit seed do you believe will advance to the final four none of them is an option and it's very popular it's leading our vote so get those final votes in before we wrap up shop today on rp3 and company but right now we're going to talk more about that ncaa men's tournament we're going to talk about your bracket we're going to talk about the bets that you should be making to help salvage and help repair your ego after your bracket was busted more than likely fully last night with our final guest today it's time to talk with semi pro gambler Nick Fano it's time for cash and tickets
0: tired of having your pockets emptied out due to
6: bad sports bets 20 hit me 21 hit me 22
0: listen up because it's time to take down some notes and get paid with advice from semi-pro gambler nick fontano i get so nervous when i gamble i'm so silly here is cashing tickets on 1037 the game acadiana's sports station simulcast on stadium 32.3
1: Good morning, Nick. First question, is your bracket been thrown in the trash can as I did mine last night?
5: Well, not not all the way. I mean, I still have Kansas what? winning it all, so I'm still alive.
1: How do you have Kansas winning it all? I thought you had Memphis going and, and playing and winning the national cha- championship.
5: I, I had Memphis in the championship game, but I have Kansas winning it all. So I, It was a Kansas-Memphis championship game, but I have Kansas winning it all, so I'm still alive. This man's still alive. I have no Final
1: Four teams now. <laughs> none. None. I had Gonzaga beating Arizona for the national title. So much for that. 3-1 seeds. It's not even the second day of the Sweet 16, bud. 3-1 seeds are gone, and multiple twos and threes are gone. Uh, when's the last time you remember it That kind of being this wide open with so much chalk being eliminated early?
5: Yeah, I, I don't ever remember it, but I, I do know that there's only been one year ever that all four ones made the Final Four. I think that was 08 when, the, when Kansas won it all. So right. uh, a little bit of a different, a different scenario here. But, yeah, the ones usually go down before the Final Four. It's, it's not, not too common that they make it all the way. And, and let's just say this, as far as brackets go, the Gonzaga experiment is over. Like Nobody's going to pick Gonzaga anymore. Like It's done. Last year, they had the best team in the country. They didn't get it done. This year, they had the number one seed overall. They didn't get it done. Like it's over. Do not pick Gonzaga in your bracket next year. No matter how bad you want to do it, no matter how good they are, that experiment is over.
1: All right, bud. Let's turn our attention to tonight's four games of the Sweet 16, and that will set our field for the Elite Eight for this weekend. And the first game on tap is going to be the Cinderella story. St. Peter's, the Peacocks, they eliminated Kentucky in round one. And now they're going to be taking on the number three seed Purdue Boilermakers. Purdue always falls short in the NCAA tournament. Year after year, they did so all those years under Gene Cady. They, they always do it, right? They always disappoint us. Always, always, always. But they're taking on a 15 seed. How do you like this matchup tonight?
5: Yeah, the, the road for them to get there this year is, is pretty easy if they beat if they beat St. Peter's, then they'll have to play uh, maybe UCLA or North Carolina, one of one of those teams. So, I mean, I think Purdue gets it done. I, you know, I I I, I like the St. Peter's story. I think everybody's kind of pulling for them. If you're not a, a Purdue grad or a Purdue fan, you're probably pulling for St. Peter's. The, the spread is 13, though. Ooh. So I'm actually thinking there may be some value on St. Peter's as far as gambling goes. So if you want to like you want to pull for St. Peter's and you still think, you know, they're not quite good enough to beat Purdue, but you still want to root for them tonight. I think you could take St. Peter's plus 13 because if they beat Purdue, it wouldn't shock the world. So I think they're going to keep the game close. I don't think Purdue is good enough to blow them out. So And they've been they played Kentucky tough. They've they played Murray State tough. So I think they're going to play Purdue tough. I think they keep it within 13. So give me St. Peter's uh, plus the 13, but I think Purdue's going to move on in the tournament.
1: The next game up. Is over in the Midwest region, and that is Providence taking on Kansas. Your pick to win the national title, Jayhawks always give me pause though, because I don't know. There's there's something about them when they're a one seed that always makes me worry, and I I I don't know why. I, Bill Self is a great coach, but I just there's I never trust them, and I can't figure it out. They're taking on Providence. How do you like this four-one matchup?
5: I think, you're, I think you're right to not trust them. I mean, think about this. When you think about the blue bloods of college basketball, Kansas is always in there, North Carolina, Duke, Kentucky, and Kansas. Those are your blue bloods. And Kansas has one national championship, and we're talking about going back to the Roy Williams thing. Roy Williams and Bill Self have been the two coaches of this program for the last 30 years, and they have one national championship. So when it comes to March, they really can't get it done. I did pick him, which is kind of foolish when I say all that, right? I picked him to win a national championship. I also had Providence knocked out in the first round, which didn't happen, and they made it this far. So I like Kansas tonight, minus 7.5. I like him to make a statement. I like him to kind of put all that stuff that we just talked about to bed and kind of, and kind of move on to the next round and play what I think is going to be um, – well, I'll tell you who I think is going to be in the next couple of games. But I, I I like Kansas in this game, minus 7.5. I think that's not enough points. I think they're going to blow Providence out. But Providence is a fraud. They don't play anybody. The Big East is down this year. I, I, I like Kansas uh, to, to win this game and blow them out. So Kansas minus 7.5 is my play.
1: The two later games are the ones that I think are going to be wildly competitive, possibly some classic Sweet 16 matchups. Let's start off with North Carolina-UCLA. You're talking about two of the most tradition-rich programs with banners and national championships and future NBA stars that you could put on a on a floor together. Tar Heels were a team that people said was down this year, yet here they are in the Sweet 16. UCLA was kind of under the radar as well. It's an eight-four matchup. How do you like Tar Heels Bruins tonight?
5: I'm gonna roll with North Carolina, and I'm not I'm not supremely confident in it, but UCLA minus two. I watched a lot of UCLA games mainly because they're playing that late Pac-12 window okay. for for most of the year. And, and so when you're just like when you've lost money and you're like, man, I, I got to make a last ditch effort to win some, you'll throw some money on that Pac-12 game that's on late. And I've watched UCLA and, and they're really good. I like a lot of their players. But it seems like North Carolina just has something going. And 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 after they uh, after they defeated Duke in, in that final game of the season, it kind of it kind of to the switch and they turned it on. So I'm going to roll with the Tar Heels to keep it going as an eight seed. Uh, they made the Final Four as an eight seed before, so I don't know if they're going to do that. But I do like North Carolina to move on here. So give me North Carolina plus two. I would take them on the money line actually, and kind of get a little bit of uh, a little extra bonus bonus money if you like to bet them that way.
1: The final go- uh, final game of the Sweet 16 is going to be 11 seed Iowa State taking on 10 seed Miami. We will have a double digit seed in the Elite Eight. For sure, and that's probably whoever wins that matchup is going to have the best chance to making it to the final four because they'll more than likely they'll face Kansas in the Elite Eight for the regional final. How do you like this matchup between the Cyclones and the Hurricanes?
5: This is the one side of the bracket that I have. I actually have a chance to get it right because I have Kansas playing Miami in the Elite Eight. So as far as points go for the bracket, if Miami were to beat Ohio Iowa State. I would uh I would actually get get a few points there and, and I think most people had Miami out probably earlier. So I have Miami in the Elite Eight. So I'm pulling for Miami here, minus three plus. You know, my wife's a Hawkeyes fan, she hates Iowa State. So you know, in order to align myself with my wife, which is always a smart move, I'm gonna I'm gonna go against Iowa State and, and go with Miami. So give me Miami minus three. It helps my bracket, it helps my marriage, it's an all around good thing. It's all around a good thing.
1: We're talking with semi-pro gambler and a man trying to be on the good side of his wife, Mr. Nick Fondo. He joins us here. All right. We don't know the complete Elite Eight schedule, but we do at least have the two games for Saturday now set. And I want to get your thoughts on those because they feature two teams that knocked out one seats to get... To the regional finals. Let's start with the Houston Cougars. They're coming off that final four run a year ago. You had them picked to lose in the first round of UAB. Just a friendly reminder. Here they are, <laughs> and they're taking on a Villanova team that we've talked about this. No one's talking about Jay Wright's team. And you saw what they've done throughout the tournament. It's not the prettiest style of basketball, it's defensive minded. They slow teams down, they frustrate them to no end. How do you like the Cougars and the Wildcats meeting up Saturday night?
5: Not only is nobody talking about Villanova, they're an underdog against Houston. They're a two point underdog as the two seed against Houston. And Houston was very impressive last night. They looked great. Uh Hakim in the stands was nice. It was just it was a good good moment to see Houston do that. But I, I, I just I think Villanova's too tough, man. I think if they keep the game close at the end of the game, they shoot free throws very well. They play defense very well. Nobody's beating Villanova if it's a close game. Now, if you blow them out, and Houston's capable of do that, they're fast, they're physical, they're big. I, I liked what I saw from Houston. And if they get up by, you know, 10 or 15 points and blow Villanova out, then that's how Houston wins. But if they keep that game close and it becomes about free throws and fouls and defense, I don't think Villanova's going to get beat. I'm picking Villanova to go to the Final Four. I have Villanova in the Final Four in my bracket, the two Final Four teams I have left. Villanova in Kansas, so I'm going to keep rolling with Villanova. Houston's chance is to get up big and blow them out. If it's close, I don't see him beating
1: Villanova. And the other Elite Eight game on Saturday is Arkansas, who took out the number one overall seed, Gonzaga. They, the Razorbacks, man, whenever they came into the PMAC and rallied to beat LSU, they turned on a switch after that, and they've been a You're whole right. different team since then. They're taking on Duke, who I admittedly would love to see the Coach K farewell tour end in the Elite Eight. I, I just would because I, I just the 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 national people tripping over themselves to to pat him on the back and say how great of a coach he is and that he's the best and it's just nauseating. So that's just a, my own personal opinion. How do you like Razorbacks versus Blue Devils? It's like an early '90s Final Four
5: there, Fondo. It, it will be a week long slurp fest of my shift <laughs> if they make the Final Four. Like, I, can't, I don't know if I can stomach that. I don't want that. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not a big Arkansas fan, obviously, and, and Musselman kind of, he, he just rubs me the wrong way for whatever reason, but I, I'm going to roll with Arkansas. I, I, I can't do Duke. I, I can't do an entire week of Duke. So if, if Musselman can get it done, the must-bust rolls through. Duke's a three-and-a-half-point favorite, so there's some value on Arkansas if you take the points, even if you take the money line. And hope Arkansas gets it done so give me Arkansas I mean this this game is just it's awful I don't like either of these teams but I, I don't think I can stomach the coach K Best
1: <laughs> okay so based on your picks you say Kansas is national champ you got Villanova making one of the spots in the final four and Arkansas the other so who's your fourth final four team bud when we wake up Monday morning
5: uh <laughs> uh I'm going to say North Carolina. I'm going to say say North Carolina gets it done. They beat UCLA, and then they'll go on and beat, I think, Purdue. So North Carolina over Purdue. So we're looking at Villanova, North Carolina, Kansas, and Arkansas. What a Final Four.
1: What a Final Four that no one picked. Nick, appreciate your time, bud. Enjoy your weekend. Hopefully you'll put more money in your back pocket than you spend this weekend, bud, and we'll talk to you next week, brother.
5: All right, y'all. Have a good weekend.
1: We gotta take our final timeout of today's show. We'll get you set up for Kevin Foot and Footnotes. Finalize the poll question of the day. That's all next right here on the game 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Oh, uh, today is going to be the day that you join the game clubhouse rewards that's right you're going to sign up for the rewards club go visit 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com it's easy it's free to join and once you become a member you're going to have the chance to win tremendous free gifts like a 150 dollars gift certificate to mr lester steakhouse that's right tremendous mouth-watering steaks great sides adult beverages galore. They even have a cigar room. You can have a tremendous time down at Mr. Lester's Steakhouse, but you can only score that $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's by becoming a member of our clubhouse. Once again, go sign up today at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com so you can have the opportunity to score a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse want to take a moment to thank our guests today for helping us wrap up the week in style. James Yasko from the Lima Time Time podcast. Dr. Brian Maggard, the man in charge of the Louisiana Raging Cajuns Athletics Department. And our semi-pro gambler, Mr. Nick Fondno. Poll question of the day. Final results here. We asked you, which double-digit seed will advance to the final four? 48% of you chimed in say none of them 22% say number 10 Miami 18% say number 15 St. Peter's and 12% of you said number 11 Iowa State thanks to all who voted on the poll question of the day Brad chimed in says Miami has wins over Duke and North Carolina so I'll go with the Hurricanes it's a reasonable thought love it Darren chimed in number one raging Cajun fan of RP3 and company He says he likes state. Saint state likes Iowa state. He's rolling with the Cyclones. Rolling with the Cyclones. Thanks to all who voted and who commented on the poll question of the day. Would you like to say anything before we say goodbye today? Producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names.
2: No, I'm good. Have a good day, everyone. Have a good weekend.
1: Have a great weekend. For the intern extraordinaire, and huh, who knew she had those type of dance moves? Rocking the pink fingernails today, the intern extraordinaire Becca, producer extraordinaire Hannah. Five names. I'm Raymond Pars the third, better known as RP3. We'll do it all again on Monday, six to nine. But until then, be safe out there. Be kind to one another. Foot, footsie, the footinator, footlish. And footnotes is up next. Right here on the game 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.